Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we just stepped out of the theater here at Regal Cinnabar at Westtown Mall for the first showing here of Cocaine Bear. And I have to ask you, Keenan, initial gut reactions. And there were a lot of guts. So what are, what's your gut reaction? Well, if a bear does cocaine in the woods and no one's around to see it, do the bear really do cocaine? The bear definitely did cocaine. If you watched the movie, there's one takeaway from that movie. The bear did cocaine. He does a lot of cocaine. And there were a lot of people around to see it. I mean, I was really impressed with it. Uh, luckily, we got our tickets when we did. They were pretty much sold out by the time we found the last like few seats there in the theater. And uh, it was a good crowd, too. People were engaging. People were laughing. People were gasping. It's a, it's a movie that had a lot of emotions uh, that it pulled out of you. Uh, it wasn't just a horror movie. It wasn't just a comedy. It was a nice little mix. So we're going to get into that here in just a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about how this story held up to the original Knoxville story. So we probably should have mentioned that at the top. This movie does have Knoxville ties. How much Knoxville is in the movie? Stick around and listen as well to hear uh, about what we think about the film, what we thought about the film, what we uh, wish maybe was different, wish was in there. Uh, but before we get started, I should remind everyone who we are. I'm Ryan Willis, downtown reporter with Knox News. And I'm Keenan Thomas, now the higher education reporter. And this is the Scruffy Stuff, a podcast about all the news happening in and around downtown Knoxville, brought to you by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium, exclusive content. And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit KnoxNews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offer and sign up today. So where do you want to start with this, Ryan? There's a lot... Not to unpack here. Yeah, I, I think um, the big question that people have, uh, I think, having perhaps read the story, which if you haven't read the story, there's a few of them that we have over at knoxnews.com, a, a longer piece that details uh, everything that happened, which this movie is rooted in that original story, but it is not. it does not follow the original story. <laughs> not much at all, honestly, but... <laughs> The original story, I think, is just as wild as a bear doing cocaine and running crazy through the woods. So I would suggest anybody who hasn't read that story go back and read that, as well as Devark Turner's piece. It's, it's a little bit more of a digestible, um, you know, sort of quick points. If you're heading into the theater and you want to know a little bit of the backstory right before you walk in, maybe check that piece out over at knoxnews.com. And here's something maybe we should talk about. Should you read, and I'm never going to say don't read knoxnews.com, but should you read the stories before you go into the movie? I'm going to say... Maybe, maybe, because I think the movie was from the from the trailer at least was what I expected. Had I never seen a trailer, what I would have expected in that movie, it did it was not in that movie. I would have expected the crazy story about the drug smuggling and the jumping out of the airplane, and that was just a brief part of the film here. So, what were your thoughts about how much Knoxville actually was incorporated in the film? It was very interesting, and I'm gonna avoid spoilers. But one thing I was a little impressed by is the usage of archival news footage. 
uh, from when the parachuter or non-parachuter, I should say, was discovered in uh, South Knoxville, I believe. So there was there were a few references up front, but not a lot. It kind of was just the placeholder setting to get the movie started. And it was a little disappointing, but I was still like, hey, look, there there we are. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> and yeah, so, and I think it was really cool that the movie pretty much, uh, minus the, uh, the, the uh, teaser scene at the very beginning, it sort of throws you right into the action. I mean, they jumped right into it. Um, the movie pretty much starts in Knoxville. That's where you see the first reference to it. And I think that's cool because, like I said, had I not known the original story, would I have been, and I'm not disappointed with the film, but would I have been let down at all by the fact that Knoxville wasn't in it more? No, because I thought it was really cool to see Knoxville, Tennessee up there on the screen. Uh, if you look really close, by the way, at the police badges in there, it does mention a Flint City, Tennessee, even though they said they were in Knoxville. That was a little bit weird. I don't know if that was a... I, I don't I'm not know. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking on Google right now. I don't even see a Flint City, Tennessee. I see a Flintville, Tennessee. Maybe it's Flintville. It um, probably would be. Is yeah. It nearby. That uh, would make sense. It says it's in Lincoln County, so uh, uh, I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> um, and and I have to say too, like again, looking at that trailer compared to what I thought it was going to be, I was a little worried that this was going to be another uh, Sharknado or <laughs> another like just crazy, uh, you know, over the top film that's that you're supposed to watch because of how crazy and dumb it is but also hooking you in on just the title because you would walk around and go hey there's a movie called cocaine bear and everyone's like <gasps> right yeah it's, i mean it sounds like it's going to be one of those movies i personally thought that it was not at all and that was one of the things i was really pleasantly surprised about is it felt like an elevated take on some of these sharknado movies right like i felt like there was first of all it was perfectly casted i was mm-hmm. really impressed with um you know it's ray Liotta's last film which was uh you know sad sad to see but also how cool is it that ray Liotta's last film was about a uh drugged up bear uh <laughs> not in knoxville actually but you know uh, that was related to knoxville um that would have been crazy if he was in knoxville for <laughs> I know. a little bit but yeah, I was really impressed with it. It wasn't just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's campy. Schlocky. The word it can, it's campy. It's schlocky, but not like not like a Sharknado. I didn't feel like I was losing brain cells. Yeah, and, and there was a, there was a compelling story, and it is a compelling story. What were some of the big things that you that you enjoyed about the movie? I think I'm going to start real with the acting because, uh, like you said, it's Ray Liotta's final film, and it's in, it's fun to see him like kind of have this interesting take on. I don't believe he's a real person, but is this major character in the film and every time he popped up in the movie it was a delight to see uh, even with the knowledge of of his death but along with him i think there's a lot of other really excellent actors in this film that do a really good job like carrie russell alden einrenreich o'shea jackson jr isaiah whitlock jr and of course character actor Margot martindale yeah, I think for me, I was just impressed with how fun the movie was. I mean, it was it was fun from from the beginning to the very end. And I always like movies that that make me do a little bit of everything. It makes me laugh a little bit. It makes me there was some there was some. I'm not going to say scary. If you're worried about uh, jump scares, if that's something that turns you off from a movie, I would say don't don't worry about this film. Um, if you're worried about blood and guts, maybe be worried about this film because there was there was some uh, good blood and guts, even though some of them were kind of. Uh, some of them were a little unrealistic. Um, I haven't seen many blood and guts in my day in real life, but I don't imagine that's what it looks like. But that's all part of the fun, too, like how over yeah. the top it is. It's over the top, and, and it gets real bloody, real gory, and a few select sequences. 
but I do think that it is really carried by a lot of the acting, and it really does help that they're they look like they're having fun. Like they kind of know that hey, we're in a movie called Cocaine Bear, like, right? We're, let's enjoy this. And and the gore was balanced out again by the comedy. I mean, I was like actually, and I've, this is always something that I've found that uh, it, people think's weird about me that I can find movies hilarious, but I won't laugh out loud. Like I will just I'll just like go hmm, just kind of in my head. Uh, I was you know audibly laughing during uh, parts of this film, and I think it helped because other people were too. But yeah, I was really impressed with um, just the uh, the array of things that they made you feel during this movie: scared, happy, uh, laughing, uh, everything. It helps that like the script, the source material, the directing, the acting, like everything there, like fits within that heightened sense of what this movie is of it's not just like a bear movie or it's not just like a jaws it is what if there was a bear that did cocaine in the woods how would it react unrealistically yeah but and i will say um you know i heard some people um that were criticizing the trailer that were familiar with the story here in knoxville saying oh i think the you know the the original story sounds just as crazy as doing as a bear doing cocaine in the woods not really I mean, I think a bear doing cocaine in the woods is actually a crazier story, and it's it's better. It, it's better. I mean, I agree. That would have been a great film. It was obvious that Elizabeth Banks had a vision going into this, and even though that vision was over the top, I think it worked. And thinking back too about you know one of my favorite films, another Knoxville connection, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and that is a good example of how they took uh, something that had some historical significance and made it over the top. You had the mm-hmm. Manson family, you had uh, you know you had California during that time period, and then Quentin Tarantino found a way to make that story, which is a crazy story in its own right, just like the you know the original. We're going to keep calling it the original Cocaine Bear story, mm-hmm. the real true Cocaine Bear story, even though that story is crazy. You know, maybe maybe it wouldn't have worked well on screen. You know, Quentin Tarantino thought the same thing about the Manson family. I think this, uh, you know, took it to made it appropriate for the big screen. I will say that that is a crazy comparison. I would. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not great comparing the movies <laughs> no, no, at all. I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to give an example <laughs> of something and also bring no, no, in a no. Knoxville connection of something that, um, you know, that if, if, how, how you take a movie that is uh, rooted in something that truly happened and, and expand on it. I mean, that happens a lot, but that's the first one that came to mind. I just didn't expect to hear Quentin Tarantino and Cocaine Bear in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> well, you know, we, this is the podcast all about Knoxville. We got to figure out how to incorporate as many in. Knoxville references. Yeah, this is like if a James Ag wrote a movie that wasn't Night of the Hunter. <laughs> this is like a no country, like Cormac McCarthy's No Country for Old Men. If uh, they were, I mean, there were there was cocaine in that movie, so never if mind. There was a bear in that movie. But yeah, <laughs> uh, and so uh, anything that stood out that you wish was different, and take that through two lenses if you could, Keenan. One, knowing <laughs> what you know about the actual story that you wish or that you felt like could have fit in there. And then just, you know, take it, just forget about the original story. What, what were you hoping for during that movie uh, that didn't deliver? I've, got, I've actually got an answer that ties into both of those. Okay. Which is pretty much just the opening, like, act. Essentially the first, like, 15, 20 minutes or so. Um, I would have liked if the film, following the, the original story and what I was expecting from the movie, was kind of about that initial drug run. Right. And... It leading into Knoxville and the bear and everything else. Uh, instead, the movie just kind of opens with the plane with the Andrew Thornton throwing out all the k- drugs across the Georgia forest right. skyline. <laughs> yeah, up in the air. And I'm like, 
I was like, oh, that's fine, but I, I kind of wish it was that showing us some of that initial drug run. That is true, I, and I would totally agree with you on that because, yeah, whether you've seen the original story or whether you uh, haven't heard the original story, I mean, yeah, it did feel like you, like I said, you, you jumped right into it, and you know, that that can make sense. I mean, if people, if you think the bear is going to be the bear is the star of this movie, let's just oh, go yeah. and say that the bear is the star, and so you better we, win an Oscar. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So you, we actually looked in the credits. There was a uh, bear uh, performer. Performer, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, I did feel like that was missing. Um, but you know, the bear's a star of the show. You got to get to that bear quick, or you're going to lose people's attention span. Maybe not in Knoxville, who want more Knoxville in it. But you know, uh, I, I can see why they did that. But would agree with you. I will say I was impressed too with how all of the stories. Because if you watch this movie, you'll see Knoxville, Tennessee at the bottom when it's the scene in Knoxville. You'll also see him go to St. Louis, Missouri. You'll see them go to Chattahoochee. And, and you'll see it bounce around a lot. A lot of times you can get lost in what's happening. I thought all the individual storylines worked well together and played off each other and everything sort of came together in the end, which was nice. I didn't feel like, uh, for a movie that's about cocaine, I didn't feel like I was uh, you know, just getting stuff thrown at me and stuff wasn't lining up. I felt like for a movie about a bear doing cocaine, every question, not every question I had was answered, but I didn't feel like there was any, I didn't feel like anything was uh, was just thrown in there for the sake of throwing it in there all the stories worked really well together um and yeah and and uh, i'm gonna i'll compliment both the writer and elizabeth banks who directed the film for basically making a very competent and structured film where you are following three separate groups of people plus a bear on cocaine right and it follows it pretty well i in that, every time i was like oh what about this character it would then go back to that character or another character would come back in and you'd be like oh yeah i remember them from the beginning of the movie like oh my gosh and it was very well done in leading us along to a pretty big climax which i won't spoil it but was a lot of fun yeah a lot of complex relationships in this movie too right i mean there were people that were experiencing all kinds of things aside from a bear going uh you know chasing them around on cocaine which i thought was really cool it actually took some time to build these characters and get to know them a little bit and what they were going through and how they uh you know interacted with each other so all this to say i mean i think it's a movie that is uh that seems like a sharknado and and looks like a sharknado when you see the trailer but it actually is a really good story um, i hate to keep picking on sharknado i just can't think <laughs> i just know that's the one that people that people would understand exactly what i mean but it is also kind of cool i think that people who might not ever explore a sharknado or might think that these uh you know these crazy horror movies with these you know these crazy storylines and animals on drugs and stuff happening that just makes no sense for people that are turned off by that go see cocaine bear i think you might find a new appreciation for that genre because they did it well and did it for a, a, a large audience, a major mm. theater release, which is cool. It does help that this actually does feel like a big movie and not like a sci-fi or original television film. Uh, it feels like a big proper movie you go to see in the theater. Granted, it is Cocaine Bear. Like This is a film where you're going to go get a big tub of popcorn with a bunch of butter and you're just going to stuff your face just like that bear yeah, you had a burger that burger looked burger. good <laughs> that burger looked good i was just sipping shout on out my... the guacabusters burger well, solid shout out to uh regal for setting us up over here and shout out to cinnabar always a great viewing experience be able to lean back in those seats and uh get comfortable great food i was jealous i had to smell that uh, those fries and that burger the whole movie but hey it's okay but before we wrap up I got to ask, final final takeaways. We got your initial gut reaction. Now that you've had some time to talk through it and, and think about it a little bit, Keenan, what is your final takeaway to anybody who maybe is on the fence about seeing the movie? Well, 
with the cocaine bear high kind of wearing off a little bit. And for those who know me, I'm, I'm a bit of a film film nerd, film buff. Uh, I I'm see over just of, nodding my head like, <laughs> yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> I see a lot of movies. I see a lot of movies in theaters when I can. Um, People know how much I love the Regal Movie Pass, by the way. <laughs> I got I got jokes all the time when Calvin was producing this thing about, Ryan, you going to mention the Regal Movie Pass oh, today? Yeah. We both got the hey, got the got in with our pass today. Best, best deal I've ever made. I've seen 12 movies already this year yeah, you in got theaters me at Regal. <laughs> Sorry, but go ahead. <laughs> um, but with all that being said, uh, it's not – I mean, I would say at the moment it's not my favorite movie of the year. I mean, it's so early in the year still. Definitely not the best I have seen so far, but it was a fun time. I had a great time. Solid film overall, even with knowing the story in the back of my head. Like I was able to kind of still turn my brain off, let the bear take me on a fun trip through the Katahoochee forest, and it was solid. I I don't know, I don't know where it'll end up. End of beer, whatever thinking way on down the line right uh <laughs> but do you think do you think it's going to be one of those that they look that you look back like oh remember I, that sharknado movie yeah. oh do you remember that cocaine bear that, movie that, and that's what I, that was what i was gonna that's what i was trying to gather is i i think this is a, definitely a movie that's going to stick with this film going consciousness for the foreseeable future like i can guarantee this is going to make gangbusters on box office on blu-ray release like people are gonna go to target and be like oh did you did you see cocaine bear we gotta watch it it's so fun yeah because here's the thing a lot of people are gonna go see it and a lot of people aren't and then once it's on streaming services mm -hmm. and they're like oh my gosh i saw that in theaters you gotta see it's gonna you're gonna get a whole nother wave of people that were maybe turned off by it during the initial theater run and that's definitely the power of this movie is it was very much sold on a hey there's a movie about a bear that does cocaine we gotta go see it and it's good and i think it's gonna live on in that respect Personally, I'm I don't know, I'm leaning towards if I had to give it a rating at the moment, like a six or seven out of ten, but a solid six or seven yeah, out of ten. I was gonna say I was gonna say seven. If I had to give it a rating, I'd give it a seven out of ten. I will say it's it's one of the uh it's one of the best movies I've seen in that genre. Because yeah. I mean there's I mean what what else do you compare it to? Jaws. I, would you compare it to Jaws? <laughs> I mean I guess. Yeah, you Jaws, King Kong. Well Jaws I mean, if he, if the shark actually did cocaine in the movie, so I guess you got me there. Yeah, I mean it depends on on um, how you look at a movie. Do you look at a movie and not to pick on Keenan, but you know, you, you, <laughs> you pick apart movies and that's and that's mm -hmm. impressive. And sometimes I try to do that too. I think about, you know, I really try to look at at it from a um you know, from a filmmaking perspective and look at the and look at all the little intricacies in the film but at the end of the day i was just entertained yeah and I, and I think that's my big takeaway if you want an entertaining theater experience go check it out and go check it out with a group of friends too i think that was cool because i saw some people i recognized in the theater that were excited that i know were there uh because it was a knoxville movie and i think if you go with some knoxville friends mm -hmm. that's going to make it a lot more fun i think we we have some friends that are going tomorrow i'm probably going to go see it again tomorrow um mm -hmm because I have the movie pass and I can do that. But, you know, I, I'm excited. I probably will give it a second watch. And, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to win an Oscar, but I think, like you <laughs> said, it's going gonna, it's gonna to live on for a little bit. And it's one of those – it's it's the one of the best versions of a movie in that genre, and it's entertaining all the way through. So that's my final takeaway. And it's definitely going to be a good time to watch it in a theater in Knoxville because right. you could hear any time they went – Knoxville, Tennessee. That there was someone going, oh, oh, right, yeah. And I well, the first time I saw the trailer for it, it was was actually here at Cinnabar, and it was. I think people had known going into the movie today that it, that it was in Knoxville. I think especially the people that were here the first night, yeah, uh, were probably here because oh, it's Knoxville. I maybe there were a lot of like people that were really excited about a bear running around on cocaine, which is an exciting idea. Me. But I think it was you know there was a Knoxville crowd here tonight that was proud of that. But yeah, when I saw the trailer for the first time in Cinnabar, as soon as they said a, a bag full of cocaine. 
cane fell from the sky in Knoxville, Tennessee today. <laughs> I mean, the theater went berserk. It was like, I thought the, they were like, what, Knoxville? And so that was that was cool. And yeah, great time. I mean, if, you're, if there's a movie about Knoxville and you live in Knoxville, why are you not seeing it? And why would you not want to subscribe to the Scruffy Stuff podcast, by the way? A nice little bring this thing full circle here. We started with Knoxville. We're ending with Knoxville. If you are at all interested in uh, what's happening around downtown Knoxville and maybe this is your first time listening to the podcast, go ahead and hit the like or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on to get a notification every time a new episode drops uh, to keep up with the work that I'm doing. In the meantime, uh, you can find me on knoxnews.com. You can also give me a follow on Instagram at knoxscruff. And if you want even more content than the scruffy stuff provides and that knoxnews.com provides go ahead and sign up for our weekly urban knoxville newsletter which keenan and i both write from time to time we kind of we kind of swap in between the two of us lately and also the urban knoxville facebook group is a great place uh, to just get involved in the discussion we'll post some stories in there but also encourage people to post what they have going on and what they have questions about it's a private group though so make sure you just answer a couple questions and we'll get you added in there and links to both of those are going to be in the podcast description Description. Keenan, it was a pleasure. Our first film together. It was our first um, movie. Together. Yeah, yeah. Fil- I said film. That's a little. It's, it's more. It's more than a movie. It's a film. <laughs> our, uh, fir- our first cinematic going experience. It was a lot of fun, and we would love to hear uh, what you think of the film, the movie, the cinematic experience once you check it out. So be sure to let us know what you think. And like I said, uh, either before you go into the film or after you go and watch it, go ahead and uh, check out our stories over at knoxnews.com to get the full story. And they're really good stories. Highly recommend. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.